and business owners who are high achievers and independent like you. Join us as we help you realize your best self in life, relationships, and your business with me, your host, Melissa Profeta. Hi, everyone. So welcome to Queens and Bees podcast. I'm Diane. And here's my co-host, Suzette Bongalosa. Hi, everyone. I'm Susie. I'm the founder of Wear That Women and as an agency love and co-founder of Work From Home PNITH. So today, we have a very interesting topic because I'm sure a lot of women will resonate and learn from today's episode. I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today because she's a good friend of mine and I can say that she's a certified boss mama. When I first met her, I told myself that I want to raise my kids like how she's doing it <laughs> because she's really good with balancing motherhood and her career and entrepreneurship. So yeah, to introduce to everyone, our guest, she's a certified life coach, entrepreneur, and founder of a motherhood empowerment online publication, follow her, Vera Boso. So here we go, ladies, Christelle. Bison Dehesa. Hello. Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm super excited to chat it up with you guys. So, um, Christelle, tell us, um, tell us about the story before you become a life coach. Before you moved to the Philippines, actually. Hmm. Okay. Um, before moving to the Philippines, I was fresh out of high school. And um, I honestly had no idea what direction to take in life. I wasn't one of those people, um, say for example, my husband. He knew since he was a kid that he was going to play basketball and that's it. That's his goal, that's his dream forever. I'm over here, 19 years old, and I have no idea what I wanna do in my life. Um, I was thinking of taking the safe route and um, taking the medical route, becoming a nurse. Everyone knows about the Filipina, the famous Filipina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like all moms who wants us to be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Please take this route. Um, <laughs> but I got asked to do um, the Miss Philippines Earth pageant here. And I had no idea that it was a huge national pageant. I just thought like, Heck yeah, free trip to the Philippines, I'm there. And I show up and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? This, like, 
I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I mean, I did pageants in the States, but they weren't anywhere on that scale. And, but I mean, the girls were so cool. I loved it. Like I said, I was only 19 at the time. So I was very much in my learning phase of just exploring and getting to know everyone, getting to understand my culture on a different level. And I had so much fun. And I got asked like, okay, so if you place in the top five, you're good to stay here for a year, right? And I was like, well, what? Like, <laughs> I had no idea that that was part of the part of the deal. And, but honestly, like, like I said, I had no idea what direction I was going to go in. And I'm like, Hey, like that might be a good idea to stay here for a year. If I place, like, what do I have to lose? I don't have much to go home to career wise. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got first runner up and which means I also had to compete in China representing the Philippines. So I stayed for a year, and um, hi, like 12 years later, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how how that worked out. Um, It's pretty crazy how that worked out. I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Um, So that I did not expect this to be my path, but I'm happy that it was. So you were recruited to the Philippines to join the pageant, or you were already in the Philippines? No, I was recruited. Like, they asked oh, wow. if you join, you have to leave in two weeks. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, my God, that's cool. So the pageant really opened a lot of career for you, right? Career opportunities. Yeah, it did. It led me into the modeling world. Um it led me into finding myself because I went into this whole journey of being away from my family and having to be here on my own and understand a different side of me. Like even small things, like things that I took for granted, you know, just coming home to my mom, you know, those were things that I always took for granted because I'm the eldest of five children, I always was looking for an escape almost because, you know, in typical Philippine culture, when you're the eldest, you're in charge of everyone. And I wanted to step away from, you know, living in the States because I wanted complete freedom. And when I got that complete freedom, it had really high highs, but it had also really low lows. And so I really learned so much about myself. Yeah, so how were you able to like find yourself in the way that it led to where you are right now? That was a... <laughs> um, but I wanted to... I found out about life coaching when I was about 24. And it's funny because my first time hearing about a life coach was watching this show. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it was called Nip Tuck. And a girl was in one of the wives had a life coach. And I was like, Oh, that's an interesting job. Why? Like you have a coach for life, (laughs) you know, like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And I never imagined ever entering that world. Um, But when I was 24, I felt like I had gone through so many lows and got, 
through that whole self-discovery phase, I really felt like, okay, I can't be the only person going through this. And I've already experienced so much. Um, how can, I feel like this is something that I would be good at. And it's funny because, you know, in your group of friends, there's always that one person people always run to for advice. Right? So That's you. That's you every time. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like, maybe this is something for me. Um, and then so I start to look into it. I'm in a huge transition phase in my life. I'm deciding, like, do I move back to the States? Do I really like what I'm doing here in the Philippines? I miss my family. Um, and then I meet Carl. And, you know, at first we were just friends and it was cool. I'm still entertaining the thought of moving home and literally like 10 months into our relationship, I get pregnant and I'm like, okay, like hi, not planned. Okay. Like just like the rest of my life, I'm totally winging it. And <laughs> I end up not taking any classes for life coaching. I put everything on the back burner. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying to figure out life at this point. What, what's my next move? Like, what can the next move even be? Like, how do I navigate through this time? Um, so fast forward, I have my daughter. It's, it's, it's a crazy time because, you know, we're still, Carl and I are still figuring out ourselves. We're trying to figure out um, each other as a couple. And we're trying to figure out our lives as parents. And it was a struggle. And so a lot of things had to go on the back burner for me. Yeah. And we had financial problems at that time because we were both not established in our careers. So five months into me having Noah, I had to go back to work. And that was not something I was anticipating. But, you know, I really didn't have a choice. Like when you're pushed into a corner, you have to move. So I took a corporate job and I learned so much. I learned so much um, about business and I also learned that I hated it. I hate it. Same. I can, yeah, <laughs> I can relate. It's, you know, you, you find out in these, in these spaces, am I able to have a boss? Can I be my own boss? Like, what is the reason that I don't want to work with this person? Like, is it my ego or is it their ego? <laughs> and I really realized that it wasn't the space for me. Like, it really kept me in a box. And that's when I started my first business, which was um, a caramel apple business called The Bad Apple. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, at this point, my order is not one yet, but... I'm like working my ass off. Oh, can I cuss? Can I say ass? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's okay. <laughs> so I am, I get to a point where we are starting to do well, but I still have my corporate job and I join um, a farmer's market on Sunday and then we find a farmer's market on Saturday. So I'm literally working seven days a week and being a mom and a partner to Carl. So, you know, that only lasted for a few months because after a while I was just exhausted. Um, 
I was completely burnt out and I took that risk of, okay, like I'm going to quit this corporate job. I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing that I love, you know, my business and I love what, how it's growing, how I'm growing in it. So I just took that leap of faith, you know, Carl and I talked about it and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this thing. And I did it and it was great. It was an amazing journey to grow into this space. Um, and it was nice because I got to also spend time with my daughter. You know, I would be going, living in QC and working in Makati. I'm like traveling, commuting like three hours a day, four hours a day sometimes. And then at work for eight hours, sometimes more, like I was not seeing my daughter a lot at all. So, you know, starting a business, she really inspired me to start a business so I could be there with her because I wanted to be a hands-on mom. I didn't want to be that mom that was always in the office trying to provide, but also not feeling like I was getting compensated enough for how much I was putting in. And so I really had to make that decision. And I'm so grateful that I took that leap of faith. So if anyone needs that sign to take that leap of faith, this is the sign. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> I really love the transition because I I think I met you. I mean, we met during the time that you have the bad apple, but we're not like really friends. I'm just like ordering online. I remember that I was I picked up my orders from your friend and then but I saw the transition from bad apple and you joining the farmers market and having your own event. Um yeah. by like, yeah, yeah, I love that. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it was really like a crazy evolution. So I started joining um, weekend pop-ups and I thought they were so fun. I love them because I'm a, I love talking to people. Um, not all the time, but <laughs> you know, when it's about your business, it's fun to talk about, you know, your product. I like, I'm totally, I love selling and um, so I joined it. I love the vibe. I love being outside. And one day, my friend, who uh, is one of the owners of Black Market, he just came back from the States. And I pitched to one of my friends who also had a stall. He used to own um, Fat Boys. They were ice cream sandwiches. And my friend, John Jay, and I'm like, dude, let's do our own event. Like, maybe we could just, like, try. Like, why not try? Because we really wanted to promote Bad Apple and Fat Boys. And so I hit up my friend Angelo, who was one of the partners of, or is one of the partners of Black Market. And I was like, hey, like, can we use your place? It would be pretty cool to throw a little day party there with like food stalls, DJs, um, you know, some singers. It will be cool. Like, it will be like a block party. And he was like, yeah, I'm down, I'm with it. And so we did it. And it was crazy because when I locked down a few vendors, I was like, oh, this is happening. Oh my gosh, are people gonna show up? I can't believe this is happening. Um, and so yeah, we did it and it was crazy. It was fun. I learned so much in that short period of time. And I was really nervous. Like, like the week before the event, my heart was like in a fall out my butt it was nerve-wracking 
Um, but I did it. And shortly after, um, we were asked to meet with someone at Shang because Shangri-La wanted to throw a similar event um, at their uh, hotel at the fort. And we were, so we met with them and then randomly uh, the people of Ayala were like, no, why don't you do it here? Um, we actually have a summer campaign. Why don't you throw an event here on our street? Like we'll close down the street and everything. And I was like, what is this really happening? Um, and so I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that event. I love Bite Me. <laughs> yeah. And it was really just like, wow, I can't believe I was able to pull that off. You know, it was really seeing a lot of my hard work into existence. And I was like, wow, that was so cool. And it was really amazing. Um, but it's funny because, and that, that grew, that evolved. Like we do Bite Me, now we do an, also do an event called Youth Stock, which is a kids music and arts festival, which is also inspired by, you know, Noah. I didn't have my son at the time. Um, but yeah, it was, so I have these events and they were just so much fun. I love bringing the community together and I love music and food. So it was just bringing everything that I enjoyed into one space. Um, it's tiring and it was hard. I had huge learning curves. I definitely had those moments though, where I felt like I got punched in the stomach um but it, it's definitely all worth it and it really solidified my place as an entrepreneur yeah. um really pushing myself to try new things and you know not talk myself out of these opportunities but it's funny because even though I was doing that there were times where I'm like I still don't feel so much purpose from this like I'm still looking for something that when I walk away from it I'm like oh that felt good that was nice. When I got pregnant with my, oh, I, so I decided like, okay, I'm going to get back into life coaching. I'm going to entertain this thought again. Um, I sign up for classes. I'm like, okay, cool. Like in seven months, I'm taking this class. And then is I'm. It, is again. it after um, NAS? After you no, did No, I was pregnant. Oh. So I was um, like, okay, I've signed up for the classes. And then I find out like, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, how funny that the first time I'm pregnant, the second time I'm entertaining it, I'm pregnant again. Uh, so I'm like, okay, here I go. Like, I'm not turning back this time. This time I'm going to do it. Um, I have a better sense of self. And I went through it and I loved it. I loved it so much. I picked it up really quick. Um, it was amazing. And I come to find out too that like, you know, life coaching isn't just about giving advice, especially transformative coaching. Like it's actually no advice, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've all techniques, so it, it really depends on my client now, but I do. Um, but yeah, I became a certified life coach. I was practicing a lot and then I have my son and I took a break from it right away because I was exhausted. <laughs> so it was it was quite the journey <laughs> to get to where I am or where I was. What actually reignited the fire was 
was still kind of like here and there coaching people, but I've made the conscious decision to not really exert so much energy into it because, you know, you're hearing people talk a lot about their traumas, their emotions, and sometimes you pick a lot of those emotions up and I want to carry that. And then if I felt tired or something, I like let it out on my kids. I didn't to carry around heavy emotions when I was already tired. So one day I'm on Instagram and I'm like, okay, I'm paying it forward for like the women that have inspired me and contributed. To I'm, I'm giving away five free sessions and I'm telling Carl like, should I do that? You think that's weird? And he's like, no, do it. I was like, no, no one's probably gonna even hit me up. Like, so I'll just do it. <laughs> and it was funny because people hit me up and I was like, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm going to do this. And so I gave out free sessions and then they wanted to sign up again for more. And it was funny because just in those few free sessions, I was like, wow, I love this so much. Like you, I really felt that fire burning and I was like, okay, I need to keep doing this. Like, you know, when you know that there's something, I saw this quote, I'm going to pull it up. But it's about kind of understanding that your journey, like your, your body will always know or you're meant, you know, everyone is meant to have a, a destination, a journey, and like your soul always knows where you're supposed to go. You're the one that chooses which direction to go, but you know, you're always meant to go that way. And um, this is what that quote is about. And I really resonated with that. It says your soul remembers the plan you see, the plan you made for this lifetime and is always guiding and supporting you. So it's like no matter which route you're taking, you're still going to end up in that destination. And I really feel like that's what happened with me, like through mother, through finding different ways of business, things not working, things working, like it all ended up the way it was meant to happen. Yeah. Can I just say that, I don't know if you still remember this, but before I moved to Spain, I went to your place and then we had like kind of a talk at your room. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. (laughs) After that talk, I messaged Alexa, it's my best friend, our friend. And then I told her like, oh my God, like Crystal is really good. Like you got to talk to her. Like you have to, like, and you have like something. And I had no idea that you're doing like the life coaching or you did the training or whatever. I was like, oh my God, like she's really good. <laughs> and then when you when you finally like, you know, promoted it, I was like, oh my God, like it's perfect. It's perfect for you because your vibe and the way it's just the way how you talk, the way you ask questions, the way you ask, like ask for the answer. It's like it makes me reflect on a lot of things. So yeah, like <laughs> this story is super although we're friends, I mean Hearing your story, it's like goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I love hearing feedback. Uh, I always ask people for feedback, or it's just nice to hear compliments. And I always used to shy away from compliments, like "No, stop." Um, yeah. But yeah, I but not anymore. I'm like, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I really appreciate mm-hmm. hearing that because I've really worked super hard to get to this space i feel like um what a lot of people don't understand about entrepreneurship is that we put ourselves out there so much you know um for people to criticize us for people to not support us um 
that we worry about uh, that we don't always externalize. Mm-hmm. These are things that, you know, we cry in silence a lot. Um, <laughs> so hearing compliments or hearing people say nice things is always so appreciated over here. Yeah. So, um, tell us about the mother's evolution. Oh yes. Okay. So, when I was when I finally like decided, okay, I'm gonna go full force with coaching. Um, they were saying like, okay, you should niche down. Like, you can't coach everybody. It's not something True. you do. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. And they're like, don't worry. Like, there's enough fish in the pond. Like, you're gonna find your space. So at first I'm like, okay, I'm going to coach young entrepreneurs because I know all about that. Like that's who I was. Um, but I was at, as I was trying to come up with content, it was so tough. And it was funny because the people that messaged me first were all young entrepreneurs, um, female entrepreneurs, which was cool. Um, but I definitely felt a little bit of a disconnect because I was also like, I'm not really there anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm not, um, if they say something about dating, I'm like, oh shit, I totally miss that whole like Tinder generation. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what dating is really like right now. So if it's like an internal issue, I can help with that. But like actual dating, that's not my thing. Um, So I just like entertained the thought one day like, what if I started coaching moms? Like, what would a mom need coaching on? Mm-hmm. And it was cool because it just, things just kept flowing. Like, I was able to keep writing things out, and I was just reflecting on myself a lot. Like, what do I struggle with? Um, what what hardships did I face, like, at certain times? And, you know, these are things I have recently gotten over or just really stick out because, you know, it happens in my group of friends. And so it was, I was like, okay, this has to be it. Like this has to be the one because everything just came so natural. Everything just flowed. So I was like, all right, that's it. I'm coaching moms. You know, coaching is still a business, right? As much as I'm helping people, um, it's a business for me. And when it came to seeing like, okay, if I'm, if I'm looking to make X amount in a month, how, how many people do I have to coach? How many one-on-ones do I have to coach? And it was a lot. And I was like, what? I can't coach that many people. <laughs> like, that's just not okay. And I was like, okay, what if I do group coaching? As in, on a business perspective, it was great. And in a actual, you know, motherhood setting, it was also beautiful because it's a group of moms that are coming together, talking about their struggles, normalizing their struggles, and me being able to guide them and show them that it's okay to feel whatever they're feeling and that we're going to work through this together as a group. So I'm talking about different topics like... um, growth, self-discovery, self-love, routine, schedules. So this has nothing to do with like parenting tips or anything like that. Like I'm not the one for that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is really moms coming together and reflecting on themselves because once we become mothers, 
we end up becoming the last person we take care of. And that's what I've come to realize that when we start focusing on everybody else, that's when we slowly start to lose ourselves. And we fall into a place where we realize that we don't even know who we are anymore. We don't know what we want. We don't know what we need. We fight with our partner and they're like, tell me what you need. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I need. And it's important. It's important to know this. It's important to know who you are, what you represent. And it's hard, especially, you know, when you're a woman of color, especially like say us Filipino women, our family always has um, opinions. They have so many opinions on what we should do. So as a mother, you can only imagine like, oh, you can't do this with your child. Oh, you need to do this. So to be a good mom, you have to be like this. Um, and then you have society telling you the same things. Like this is what a good mother looks like. Um, this is what a good mother does. And so on top of trying to figure out our own lives, we have everybody telling us what we're doing wrong or how we should look, how we should act, how we should treat our children. And it's just a lot. So like, how can you not, right? How can you not lose yourself in the thick of all of this? And that's what a mother's evolution is really all about is coming back home to ourselves. And that's, and it's a journey and it's hard to do it on your own because sometimes we don't even know where to start when, when you've lost mm -hmm. yourself. Where do I start? How do I even begin this journey, this process? Um, but when you have a community of mothers also looking to start somewhere, um, if you have someone guiding you who's been there, who understands, um, when you have a safe space that is, you know, not open for judgment, you know, or closing the doors on all everyone else and what they have to say, just focusing on yourselves. It's really a beautiful experience. And it's, you know, just like everything else, you're, you're going to feel really high during the program or you could feel low. But these are things that we're all meant to feel to come back home to ourselves. Yeah. I love the concept because for sure, a lot of moms can actually relate to other moms and they will feel that they're not alone. That, yeah, some other moms experience the same thing. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. It's nice that you niche it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another huge business tip. Because I'm like, what do you mean niche down? Like, people don't, like, I shouldn't have to do that. I can cater to everyone. I'm a people person. Um, yeah. But then you realize, like, okay, no, I don't want to cater to everyone. Like, it, everyone is not for me. Yeah, I think it's quality over quantity still. Like in yes. business, it's very important. Yeah, definitely. Do you have um, an advice to any women or moms who wants to start your business, but they're also like confused with motherhood or they're still struggling? Yeah, um, a lot of my one-on-one -on -one sessions are. This comes up a lot. Um, as mothers, we we tend to feel a lot of shame and guilt or not giving 100% to our children. And that's just, that's really a stigma because like I said, society really tells you, if you don't act like this, if you don't do this, this is all programming and conditioning, you know? Um, 
even I mean I love my parents but I was definitely conditioned to be like hey they're like hey you better learn how to clean because when you get married or you need to learn how to cook because when you get married you know um, not that they didn't say like teach me how to make my own money too sure they did but <laughs> I had to learn to make money clean and cook because when I get married and so stepping into that space of hey I'm a mom now I guess I have to take on this role because this is meant to be the most important role in my life um, then so I should back away from work or how can I and that's where that's again where we start to lose ourselves because we give up on our dreams we let our dreams take the back seat because we feel like no this is not important only this is important my wants are not important only my child's wants are and it's not true what are we teaching our children then we're teaching them that you know other people come first and we come i, don't, I definitely don't want my daughter to ever think that you know i want her to know that she's always first in her eyes um and also we also like to think that you know okay if i start working i'm going to neglect my child i'm going to neglect my family and i'm like moms this is not true this is so far from the truth you cannot even take a piss by yourself without your kid at the door there's no way you're neglecting that child that's following you around the house all the time there's no way yeah will you lose some time with your kid yeah maybe depending on what you do but are you doing this and you know instead of that are you serving yourself what you want your needs yes it's totally worth it it's worth it because you're showing your you're teaching your child that you matter too and that you have needs too and that right now i'm taking mommy time but later we're gonna do something else together. So it's really, I mean, it's funny because you said like, um, I was good at balancing things and I love that compliment, but I'm, I feel like I'm totally not. <laughs> like you know, whatever, the, whatever sense of balance there is in motherhood, I feel like is almost non-existent. Um, that balance is just you trying to make the best of what you're handed, what you're given, what you're working with, what you're working for. And whatever you do, make as long as you're intentional and you're serving yourself and your family. I'm excited to be home. So purpose. I feel like I'm I'm safe. Like if I'm gonna be a mom, I feel like I can be confident enough because I have you. And then I'll just ask you later, I'm like, hey, uh, Susie, can you start leading the mother's evolution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have other questions for yourself? Well, I actually love the way you said that it's really important for mothers to like, ha um, have time for themselves and, you know, pursue their dreams too, because they're important. And yeah. So how with regards to that and we know that there's still that shame inside the uh, moms i will say like us but i'm not yet a mom <laughs> so there's yeah there's shame inside that it's hard to 
uh, not feel right that you might be neglecting your kids and so on. So how do you deal with those um, feelings? Yeah, um, it's really hard. It's pretty hard because mom gives the real thing. I'm, I constantly feel it as much as I try to let it go. Um, so it's a lot of reflecting, like, why do I feel guilty right now? What's making me feel guilty? Um, how do I bring myself to a space where I can let go of this guilt? There are so many factors and it's really, it's really trying to ground myself. Um, you know, like, okay, I feel guilty because today I didn't get to play with my kids as much as I wanted and I'm really tired and I feel like I took it out on them. Um, so what do I need to do now? What do I need to do now to get back into, you know, proper mind frame? Um, if I snapped at my kids, do I need to apologize? Yeah, I should probably go apologize. Um, if I am too tired, I explain to them that, hey, I'm really tired right now. Um, I'm, you know, tomorrow or the next day, I, we're definitely going to do something cool. Like, let's go swimming or let's go play um, at the park or something. So I definitely have to, or I also explain that, hey, you're not the only one that, you know, that needs attention. I need attention too. And it's just really building that understanding that although they are my world, they are not the only in my world that I too am in my world so they have to I'm trying to show them that you know I respect myself and my wants too and if I don't show them that they're gonna always put other people first I don't want to yeah. show them that I want that I want to tell them that hey if you feel like you need alone time like go do that like go do that for yourself if you need to go cry go do that for yourself like I'm not gonna I'm tired and overwhelmed and exhausted. Um, and if I feel like the only way to decompress is to cry, then I'm going to do it. And if they see me crying, like it is what it is. Like it doesn't show that I'm weak. It doesn't show that um, I'm a bad mom. It just shows that I'm human and that we have these human moments. And, you know, I want them to learn that they're also very allowed to have these human moments and they should have these human moments. Yeah, moms are wearing a lot of hats, but I think moms are the most neglected person in a family. Like, yeah, I mean, you're a super mom, you can manage it. So it's nice to know that there's a program like this that really focuses on moms. Yeah. Because, you know, most of the coaching program, it's about how to build a business, how to, like, business like that. It's not really about how moms can overcome their struggles too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I did a lot of research and I saw that there were some mom coaches, but you know, for how big our world is, yeah. um, there wasn't many and there definitely wasn't many holding group sessions like this where mothers can connect and really listen to other mothers talk about their struggles and be able to relate and not feel so alone in this journey. Yes. I love everything that you said. 
anyway, do you have follow-up questions, Dan? Nope, I think I'm good. I'm okay. just amazed uh, at the whole story from yeah. how she started and going to where she is right now. Mm-hmm. And now that I think of it, you mentioned that you were also a rebel before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I still am. <laughs> I love that, actually. So just a follow-up session that just popped in anyway. So, like, um, how were you able to like um deal with because when also people when people say like when you're a rebel and so on, like it's a bad thing. So how do you deal with that? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really define like being a rebel as really standing in my power. Just like mothers, um women in general, are always being put in a box, right? We're being how to do it, how to act. This is how you get a guy. And honestly, all BS. Like, it's all a bunch of crap. And we, as like, who who invented this? People that want to keep us controlled, that want to stay in power. And, you know, that men (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say that too (laughs) i'm hating on men like my husband's the coolest person i freaking know but um but i realized like through my life that i was always being put in a box because of other people's expectations and naturally i guess i would rebel because i didn't want to I didn't feel like I fit in that box. It wasn't that I didn't want to be in that box because a lot of me, a lot of me wanted to fit in that box. Like I wanted to please people. I wanted to make people happy. I wanted to make them comfortable because I knew that my, who I was, was going to make them uncomfortable, that I was too much, that my opinions were too heavy or that I was a bitch and for some people I didn't care if they thought that and for others I I was like no I don't want to be that person for them Mm -hmm. Um, but naturally it just was always uncomfortable for me to fit in that box and so naturally I rebelled and I and I was uh really hard on myself for a while for that like oh gosh, you're just not a good person. You know, you're not a good person for acting like this or for being like this or for just not listening. Until finally I had it. And I was just like, man, like, no, you're fine. Everyone else is the ones that are messed up, not you. (laughs) Um, And it doesn't mean like, oh, everyone was trying to put me in a box. I'm just talking about these people that would specifically tell me what to do with my life, how to do it, how a woman should act. And so these are the people I'm referring to, Um, not everyone in general. (laughs) But yeah, eventually I started to claim, you know, this side of me that has always been there. Um, But it's really... and. I, how I saw it was me really being myself and me being myself isn't necessarily rebellious. It might be for other people, but 
me being me is just me being genuine and real. And that's not really always accepted from women to be real. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's true. I've claimed to be yeah. a hardcore rebel, but I'm really being me. Yeah, you're the kindest, sweetest rebel that I know. <laughs> that I yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I think for me, I've learned a lot. Although we focus on like motherhood, I think we can also relate on a lot of things that you said that you just have to know y- your needs and you have to prioritize mm-hmm. yourself. And um, yeah, self-love and be courageous. I think I love that you're so courageous when it comes to starting a business. Even if you're not ready, you're like, yeah, just go for it. (laughs) I'm going to do it, whatever. You're not afraid to fail. And I think that's very important because a lot of people don't want to start because, yeah, they're they're scared. They're afraid for judgment of other people, you know, or yeah. So it's not it's really inspiring. I'm really inspired right now. <laughs> and yeah, can you, how about you, Diane? Yeah, so, well, I think I already said, but um, yeah, I'm very happy to be able to talk to you, Crystal. A lot of things got, you know, um, opened in my mind. And yeah, because actually I'm also a rebel. <laughs> I would say I'm also a rebel, uh, a panganay. Eldest of five kids too. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's and it's been enlightening to see you be so successful. And actually, I've also said before that I wanted to be a life coach, and sometimes I still feel that tug. <laughs> so I feel like this session is like giving me all the just the go sign? for it vibes, <laughs> the sign <laughs> that you were talking about. And I'm really happy. I think this will be very valuable for all the women in hi-fi, you know, people like putting them in a box and knowing that it's okay that you just be yourself because, well, I think there is a purpose to of you being, you know, genuinely yourself. And also for the mothers, a lot of topics really, really valuable. And I love it. I love this session. Thank you very yeah. much, Crystal. Any last words and promote, can you promote um, Matter Evolution again for our listeners? Yeah. So my second cycle of a mother's evolution um, will start in October. Um, we don't have a set date because people are from around the world. So we, I decide that when I figure out the groups, there's small sessions. Um, there's no more than five moms in these sessions. So it's really a judge-free, intimate place for you to be yourself and to learn and to grow. And like I said earlier, to come home to yourself. Um, so I'm taking, if people want to know more and about the session or want to see if they're a fit, because as coaches, you want to see if, you know, you match up, if you guys vibe, um, then I'm also taking discovery calls. You could book my website, um, which is Um And you can also check out my Instagram, which is crystal underscore Dizon. 
And that's pretty much it for, well, I am on Facebook too, but I'm still trying to figure that out. It's a little confusing. <laughs> I've like been in this world of not using Facebook and then I have to like come back in and it's all different. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's totally different now. Anyway, thank you so much again, Crystal. It's been amazing listening to your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, guys. So follow Crystal. Um, she's on Instagram, Crystal Gison Dehesa. And yeah, I got it right. Yeah. And um, her website. You can check her website too if you want to book a discovery call. So again, this is Susie from Queens and Bees. And Sayan. You are listening to the Queen's and Podcast. We appreciate you for joining us in this fun and wisdom-filled episode of Queen's and Biz. Now be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Okay, or you can also visit highfiqueens.com for resources related to today's episode. Again, that's H-I-F-I-Q-U-E-E-N-S, highfiqueens.com. Remember that you are beautiful, powerful, and can achieve anything that you want in life as long as you have the courage to pursue it. And we're here to support you in the Hi-Fi Network. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because it helps us craft better content for you so we can support you and help you achieve your goal. So go ahead and do it now and we'll talk to you soon.